Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, this week I am inside the Proving Ground Cafe and Coffee Shop sipping a delicious cappuccino with Jacob Gonzalez, who is the owner of this place. It's in Columbia, Illinois. Jake, I usually don't start my interviews with this question, but how old are you? <laughs> I'm 22. 22? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you have your own coffee shop at age 22? Proving Ground initially started in 2016. I knew the previous owners forever, you know, our families have been lifelong friends, and it's originally what got me into coffee was coming in here as a customer in 2016. Four months before COVID, I guess, uh, they were interested in selling, and I was saving up money to go do van life and live in a van, so <laughs> it's totally different. Down by the river? Yeah, down by the river, you know, but no, I was, I was planning like, oh, you know, build out a van, go rock climbing, do this. I found out, they're like, oh yeah, you know, looking to sell, and I was like... Oh, that'd be cool. You know, I think a coffee shop would be, you know, really neat. And, uh, so, you know, right before COVID, we finished everything up. Probably 15 days before COVID started, you know, everything was finalized. COVID hit, and I was like, okay. Perfect so timing. Yeah, this is how we're starting. So there's a thing called, like, Dunning-Kruger effect where you start something, and you think you're an expert at it, or you think you know a lot about it, and then the more you go throughout, you're like, wow, I know nothing. So that was, that was where I was for those first, like, year and a half, two years, you know. So just learning and trying to tell myself, like, oh, I... I need to learn more, I need to read more, I need to look into more, learn from other roasters. You seem like somebody who should be on Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. I uh, mean, you were eight, <laughs> you must have been 18 then yeah. when you started this, right? I mean, that's incredible. So tell me about your business. You talked about roasting. G give me some more details on that. Yeah, um, so that's, that's where a lot of my passion is with this. Um, we roast all the coffee we have here, everything on espresso, everything on drip. We source it as green coffee from a bunch of different Colombia, Guatemala, Peru, Ethiopia, Kenya, Rwanda. Every coffee origin you can think of, we have sourced coffee from. And um, there's a bunch of different waves of coffee, first wave, second wave, third wave, in terms of the specialty that they take it or what they focus on. Uh, here we try to be as transparent as possible with where we get our coffee from and establish that we're just one part of a chain of supply. Uh, a lot of people view coffee as a commodity resource. Uh, in reality, it's a luxury resource, and if we want to sustain that relationship and be able to keep it going forward, it's about being transparent and trying to educate people on you know, the farmers not making as much money and why we have to pay higher prices in order to get these coffees and keep these relationships growing and actually sustainable for both parties. Where did the name come from? Um, so the name originally uh, from the previous owner, it was a place, Proving Ground stands for a place to test scientific theory. Um, we kind of ran with that idea and now to us it means it's a testing ground. It is a place to test our theory. It's a place to test each bean, kind of how a, like an artist would with a canvas, because each bean is completely different when you roast it. 
Um, and so each bean has a specific flavor profile and you roast it, sample it, roast it, sample it until you find one that works. And then once you have that profile, that graph that you would uh, use with your computer connected to the roaster, you are able to kind of follow that recipe again and replicate it for that uh, same batch of beans over and over that we can get that consistent product. And you said uh, it was kind of a humbling experience thinking you knew everything about coffee or running a business and it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. So w what are some of the things that you learned that you didn't that you didn't know that yeah. surprised you maybe yeah so um like initially just kind of roasting beans it's, it's easy to roast coffee you can go start to finish from a green coffee bean to a roasted coffee bean doesn't mean it's going to be good and there's a lot of in between there so when i first started i'd learned a bit from the previous owners you know went around on forums I was like okay like i've got a good general idea of how to do this and uh, i was like yeah the coffee's okay but it's not it's not amazing and it took a lot of learning a lot of uh, lost batches, a lot of income loss of ordering beans and then them not turning out good at all. And uh, there were experiences where we got this really fruity uh, Costa Rican coffee in, and a uh, customer came in time like, oh, I love Costa Rican coffee. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, we got a Costa Rican coffee right here. And they tried it out and stuff. And uh, they're a regular now, so we joke around about this. Uh, but I, I tried it out that day, and I was like, wow, this is not, this is not good at all. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it was just trying to figure out how to replicate that consistency and how to be able to improve each and every time and learn. So it just it just took a lot of a lot of reps, a lot of batches, a lot of learning, uh, it, a lot more reading. You know, I saw uh, one of your employees walking to a table with pancakes that looked insanely good. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just a coffee shop. No. You also serve food. So what what are your specialties with the food end of things yeah so um we have a lot of uh we have a lot of traditional breakfast options uh, a lot of those we put a little twist on there our breakfast potatoes for instance we use sweet potatoes and regular russet potatoes uh we bake them grill them they're diced up throwing a little bit of red onion um they turn out really well i'm not a big fan of sweet potatoes but when they're in this i love them it's it's a good mix they taste great uh, we also have an Eggs Benedict where we use a Southwestern Hollandaise on there, so it's got a little bit of spice, a little bit of tang, um, and that's a big favorite amongst everybody. Uh, Pancake-wise, we've got Drunken Monkey Pancakes where we use our local Stumpy's Bourbon uh, Pecan Pie Whiskey on there. So Bourbon? Yeah. In the pancakes. Yeah, so <laughs> mix it in with the syrup, the pecans. You know, it catches on fire back there. It comes out sizzling. Yeah, but the flavor you can't beat. It's, it's awesome. It's a huge favorite here. So tell me about competition. I mean, mm -hmm. coffee is huge. Starbucks and chains, you got yeah. them everywhere. So there's coffee shops everywhere. How do you compete? How do you stand out? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't view any of it as a competition. Uh, people ask me sometimes, oh, what about, you know, what do you think of the flower shop? It's not, I, you know, most part, uh, if it's a small business, they're a small business. They're just like me. You know, everybody has their own direction, their own purpose, and their own mission with their business. Here, I just try and focus on mine as much as possible. Uh, you know, everybody does things a little bit differently. Um, Starbucks, for instance, you know, they source lower quality beans, but they're mass produced, you know, so they're able to sustain their business really well. Uh, we source really high quality beans. We're not able to get those in large batches. Um, we really focus on the roasting aspect of things. We want your latte, your cappuccinos to taste really great. I view coffee the same way you would wine. 
Uh, and I wish people could see it the same way where they have an origin that they like. Uh, for instance, you know, I know I prefer this Colombian coffee over this other Colombian coffee because this one comes from the Willa region and this one's grown in the lower land, so it's not going to have as much flavor notes or complexity. You know, being able to educate the customers on that and be able to give them an experience where they're here and they can try things. For the longest time, it seemed like coffee was very uh, pretentious or very intimidating when you go into a shop and there's a menu. And then you've got, you know, baristas just kind of staring at you like, all right, like, hurry up. And you're like, uh, you know, I remember my first time going to a coffee shop. I was looking around and I was like, I don't know what a latte is. I don't know what a cappuccino is. I don't know what the difference between the two is. Uh, I just want a regular coffee and I don't see a regular coffee on the menu. So I'll order this thing called an Americano. <laughs> so in terms of uh, your background, tell me a little bit about your story. Are you from here? What about your parents? You said they were in the restaurant business. My mother's always worked, you know, through the bank, uh, Anheuser-Busch Credit Union, uh, all through her out her life. So she's been in the baking business her whole life. Um, my father, he's had multiple restaurants. He's been doing restaurants for, I guess, 25 years now. Um, he's got a bunch right now. He currently has uh, Casa Maria in Belleville, Illinois, as well as Groove, uh, which is a wine bar and bistro down there. Uh, and a few other projects he likes to work on. But, yeah, so I've always grown up working with him or helping him out or, you know, seeing, like, what his day-to-day life is and those. Tell me about Columbia, Illinois, yeah. where we are. I mean, I don't know much about the town. Yeah. I, I visited downtown before, really quaint and cute. And yeah. Tell me your perspective on it. Yeah, um, so I didn't know much about Columbia either. Uh, besides, the only time I'd ever come to Columbia was to come here to eat, you know, and grab coffee. Uh, and I didn't realize it was as big as it is until fully being here. Uh, it's an awesome community um, to start with. They, they've been great to us, you know, especially with our first years through COVID and everything. Uh, I, it's a tight community. People look after each other. Everybody knows, you know, each other. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a really cool place. They really try to bring everybody together here. Um, we just did a Taste of Columbia this past weekend. Uh, on Main Street, you know, a bunch of different businesses and vendors get together and, you know, have samples for people to walk up and down Main and experience these things. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they've been awesome to us. That's, that's really all I can say. Like, uh, how do you market yourself? So, when it first started, a lot of word of mouth. That was, that was a big learning aspect for me was marketing and getting online and, you know, building a website, all these different things. Um, so, a lot of social media, a lot of word of mouth. Uh, we're focusing on the e-commerce side of things now with trying to be able to get our coffee uh, for retail online. Um, we've had a lot of people reach out and be like, oh, like, can we, you know, we're visiting in town. Are we able to order coffee? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd love to love to figure out how to get that going. Um, so that's that's a big thing I'd like to focus on now. We have a hotel uh, down the road from here where we get a lot of people who will come in when they're visiting family. And we, well, we didn't know this was a place, you know, we just saw you online and thought we'd come try it. And everybody's really surprised because not, not too many people, especially, you know, even in St. Louis, know too much about Columbia. You know, so when they're visiting or they're here for work and they decide to grab a breakfast or stop somewhere for lunch, they're always surprised. They're like, oh, there's there's restaurants here. There's places here, you know. Like, Well, I just thought of this. Uh, it's not the worst place in the world to have a coffee shop to be called Columbia. Yeah, right. <laughs> a coffee shop in Columbia. Hey, man, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad. Earlier this year, I went to one of the coffee places in St. Louis where they were called these. Yeah. Uh, and I got to do a tasting mm-hmm. where I learned about roasting coffee Yeah. Uh, in a short period of time. Uh, do you do that here in the store? Do you do tastings? Do you uh, experiment? Yeah, so... Um 
Not at the moment. Uh, we have a pour, we have a pour over menu where people can try out different origins, and everybody's always happy to discuss these things. We haven't opened up to a tasting to the public, which we've had some people asking recently, which has been nice. So I know there is interest. Um, with the staff, though, anytime we have a new coffee come out, we all sample it over and over and over, and it's because I'm roasting it, trying to fine tune it. I'm like, so do you like this? Or I'm like, oh no, it's a little acidic. Or uh, this one is like, uh, this just tastes like tomatoes, you know, which is a common flavor in coffee, surprisingly. I'm like, okay, like let's try to eliminate that tomato then and bring in some more chocolate flavor, you know. That's a huge part to any any beverage, whether it's wine, whiskey, coffee, having someone there and to help you and show you, oh, this is what you're looking for. You know, that's, that's huge for your understanding. Yeah, the more taste buds, the better. Yeah. As a young entrepreneur, tell me about the community of young business people here. Yeah. Uh, do you interact with other people who are your age and starting their own businesses? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, here, for instance, we have an employee. Her name's Faith. Uh, she's started up her baking business through baking here initially. Uh, she has celiac disease, and so she specializes in doing gluten-free pastries. Um, and so starting here and being able to grow her thing, I I have no baking experience. Uh, I tried. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, because if I can learn something, I can teach other people how to do it, you know, and we can get going. And after trying baking and being like, okay, now add in more eggs, whip it up, add in some more eggs slowly, you know, and get to get the dough. And my stuff is melting and crumbling. I'm like, ah, oh, this baking isn't for me. But she loves to bake. Uh, she does phenomenal gluten-free pastries. And so I said, uh, hey, if you want to start your own thing through here, promote it yourself, do that. You focus on the baking side of things. I just want pastries here because, you know, it's nice to be able to come in, grab a coffee and grab a brownie or a cookie or a muffin, you know. Um, she's like, yeah, so she started Simply Celiac and now she's, you know, she has her own LLC and she's trying to grow her side of uh, her business. And so, you know, that's, that's just one instance. What's your long-term vision? Do you want this to expand into other locations or just keep it one shop? Yeah, um, I think it would definitely be cool to do more locations. I it, I really want it to be tailored to the space. Uh, I think the, the, a big part of a place, it, it, the coffee can be okay, you know, which is never the goal. But the coffee can be okay, the food can be okay. But if the atmosphere is really nice, that's that's what makes people want to sit down, hang out, uh, and that's a huge part. If it fits the local area, if it fits with the community. Um, so if, I, if I'm able to find spots like that where I'm like, this is a great spot, I think, you know, there's definitely interest here. I think I could do something creative here that would be different than definitely. Uh, uh, but I'm always on the lookout for something like that. You know? Lately, one of the big issues for restaurants in particular is the workforce. I, I've heard the same before where I've talked to people and they're like, oh, it seems like everybody has one foot in, one foot out. Um, I don't know. I've never had that issue here. My goal, my goal is to, because we, we deal with a lot of people who are going to school or people who don't know what they're doing, you know. Um, and if they're going to school, great. I know I have them here for, you know, however many years they're going to be going on until they move to their career. And for other people, I'd like to offer them, like, you know, if you can find yourself useful here and you want to grow, you know, you can make a career through Proving Ground. You know, I invest more in you. Uh, in terms of like, if you want to learn more about the coffee, learn more about the roasting process, you know, be more hands-on. I want to grow those people. Um, so the one thing I do is I, I don't do minimum wage here. Everybody makes a minimum of $15 an hour, and we have people who make more than that. Uh, so I really want to set the standard of, you know, I, I think especially when businesses are dealing with issues today amongst workforce where people don't want to work or, you know, instances like that, I, I think you just need to keep good lines of communication open and create a healthy work culture where people look forward to coming into work every day. Well, Jacob, I got to say, you're a pretty impressive guy. 
and uh, it's been a pleasure to hang out with you here at Proving Ground Cafe in Columbia, Illinois. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.